We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. This week's episode of The Corner is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. You know me and Andreas are always covering events. We're always writing articles. But when we do have time to sleep, we lay our head down on a nice, pillowy, soft premium mattress from Casper Mattresses. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and going straight to you. No showrooms, no middleman. Everyone's seen those creepy guys trying to follow you around the department store. None of that anymore. You get your hands on a nice premium mattress by going straight to Casper Mattresses. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I got to get my rest. So Casper Mattresses is, is the goods. I'm telling you right now. So listen, you can get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com backslash the corner and entering the promo code the corner. That's one word, the corner. That's casper.com backslash the corner, promo code T H E C O R N E R. Terms and conditions apply. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. By now, you know, I'm Kel Dansby here with Andreas Hale. Shout out to the sponsors, shout out to you guys for listening. Quick show today. We're running straight through it. Uh, crazy day here at the station for me. Andres is always busy, looking tired right now. Like it's yeah. 6 a.m. when it's really 11 when we're recording. Tired, man. No no sense of time in the in the Hale household right now. Absolutely not. So we got a couple things to talk about today in combat sports. We have a WWE pay-per-view coming up, which we say every other episode we have a couple good boxing matches to talk about as well that just happened. Not much to look forward to. We'll talk about that as well. And the UFC having a ton of cards coming up, places that I don't even know how to pronounce, and it starts this weekend. So we got to run through all of that on the show. But first, I want to talk about sports outside of combat sports because my Yankees are a game away. By this time, depending on when you listen to it, hopefully we'll be in the World Series. The Baby Bombers, the White Sox are nowhere to be found. Taking nope. it. And my team, Dre, when was the last time your team went to the World Series? 05 when we won. But uh, you don't understand actually, this excitement I have. Ah, y'all you should be used to it. But the thing about the Yankees, y'all are actually <laughs> likable. This is the first time that the Yankees are a team that people actually like. I'm, I always think we're likable. No, you're not. Um, cause you usually buy everything that you need, but this time it's, you've, you've got homegrown Gary Sanchez, Aaron judge. Um, I mean, you traded, you got Todd Frazier from us. 
um, David Robertson. But, I mean, Ardoas Chapman, you traded for. But it's like you guys got a solid team. You still got Torres in the minor league. So the fact that y'all are, you know, one game away from the World Series right now is a pretty big deal. I don't know what's going on with the Astros. I, they were up 2-0 and just are completely collapsing. I mean, there's only two people hitting, Carlos Correa and, and Jose Altuve, which is – like I'm a big baseball guy. But. And Correa hasn't hit since the first game? Second game? No, it's just, I mean, they won the first two games 2-1. to one. It's not like they were hitting crazy either. No, I mean, they were just getting the job done. The pitcher was getting the job done. I mean, George Springer's done nothing for the Astros. So, yeah, man, I mean, I don't really think the Astros can pull this one off. I think they're in the hole. I mean, Aaron Judge has finally found his groove. He had a, He's had a horrible postseason up to this point. But uh, Gary Sanchez is your guy, too. Like, this guy's murdering baseball. So, yeah, it's looking good for the Yankees. It's unfortunate because no matter who wins, they're going to lose to the Dodgers. No, come on, man. They said we were going to lose to the Strohs. I mean, the Dodgers are a different story. Look at that team. That's that what team. I always hear. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. I mean, they're, they're pitching. I've seen I mean, Kershaw choke before in the playoffs. He ain't choking against the Yankees twice. I, I mean, Altswood, you Darvish. I mean, that those that squad is pretty loaded. Cody Bellinger. Eesh. I mean, we're talking any different than we just saw in Dallas and Justin Verlander going back-to-back? No, this is different. I mean, come on, man. You can't compare Verlander now to Kershaw now. Kershaw's way better no, than I'm Verlander. comparing Dallas now to Kershaw now. And Verlander yeah. now to you, Darvish. It's the exact well, same combo. No, I mean, but Kershaw's better than everybody. The only only pitcher that's as good as Kershaw is Max Scherzer. And actually Corey Kluber, who, who d- didn't look good in the playoffs. But, uh, I was about to say, those, both of those pitchers are no longer here. And my baby bombers are. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's the bandwagon trade is coming, and I like that everyone likes us now because in two years they're gonna hate us when we sign everyone again. We have yeah, a yeah. hole in third base, Manny Machado. Park yourself right here in the Bronx. We don't even need an outfielder, but Bryce can come over. We'll move someone to DH. Yeah, that's too much. Y'all will definitely not be likable. Just just keep it homegrown. But y'all not being the Dodgers are not losing to the Yankees. Not in the seven game series. We gotta see Kershaw twice. You got to deal with guys. I mean, Corey Seager's going to be back too. Don't, I mean, mm. don't discount the magic. Yeah, all right, that's that's cool. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> y'all got this far, but it's going to be some tough sledding in the World Series. Just be happy that y'all got here. No, I mean, I'm happy. They, We're two years ahead of schedule. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. happy. There's still like a I lot said, coming up in the in the minors. We're not trading them. Yeah, Glaber Torres is a beast. So once he comes up, I mean, y'all be all right. Yeah, I'm not mad. I don't even know where he'll play. You know, we've got a spot because Didi Gregorius just took off. Now, Didi's having a great year. He won't do that again, though. No. He'll make room for, for Glaber, for sure. I don't know. Glaber got to learn how to play third or something. So, that's going on. NBA season started. We already have the Celtics. They're out of here. So, we just exit them out. Cleveland's <laughs> going to the championship. I know where I'll be well, going we on. Who's that already? Did we not know Cleveland was we already going to the No, because yes, old man D. Wade could get hurt. Rose could get hurt. Isaiah could not come back, right? As long as LeBron's playing, there's no way Boston was going to. Even even with a healthy Gordon Hayward, there's no way Boston was beating Cleveland. They lost by three. They're still not going to beat Cleveland in a seven-game series. It's not going to happen. You're not beating LeBron. I'm saying there was a chance. I didn't say it was guaranteed. I still thought Cleveland was going. But now you just write their name in. Uh, well, you, yeah, I wrote their name in the beginning. I, I don't think there's any drama on who's going to be in the NBA Finals this year, but this is going to be a fun season. Wait, so Unless you think Golden State is going back again? How can you not? Okay. Like, how, like this is a, the team that just won the championship. They keep losing bench players. And, and I, 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 who? Who? Who they lose, that's a big deal. Iggy. Iggy left this last Iggy was season. No, he didn't leave. He's hurt. He'll be back. I thought he, he bounced. No, he's still there. Yeah. Yeah, and they got Nick Young who who will Swaggy. fire it up. He's dropping yes. plenty in the opener. Look, man, nobody's beating Golden State. Unless unless Durant, Curry, or Thompson get injured, nobody's beating Golden State in the seven games. You didn't series. like Hoodie Mellow last night? They, they, um, they'll take some time to gel, but they have no bench. They have absolutely no bench. They have to stagger everybody. Russell's still got to play big minutes. You're not beating Golden State in the seven-game series. And actually, to be honest, I don't even think Oklahoma City is the second-best team. I think it'll be out of San Antonio and Houston. If Houston can get their shit together with Chris Paul and James Harden, they'll be tougher to beat than uh, with, uh, I mean, let me think. Yeah, they'll be tougher to beat in OKC because I, I think you're going to have to rest uh, Carmelo down the stretch a little bit. You don't want to burn him out. But they have absolutely no bench. I There's... thought San Antonio gave Golden State problems. They did. We, but they did won- we didn't see the healthy series last year. 
No, but they still don't beat Golden State in the seven game series. It's just Kevin, like you're not stopping Durant. Like, like that starting five is deadly. You're not beating him in seven games. You just Nobody. ruined the entire NBA season for the listeners of this podcast. Kevin, Kevin Durant ruined the NBA season. When Kevin Durant went to Golden State, he ruined the NBA season. Unless he does a Gordon Hayward and breaks his ankle in two places, that was disgusting. Oh. But uh, nobody's beating them. Nobody's beating them. But it's, I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be a great season. I'm excited. I think John Wall's a sleeper for MVP this year. I think he's, he's going to have a savage season. You might want to pencil the Wizards in for the two-seat as well. The Greek Freak, MVP. Top three MVP voting, at least. My only concern with it, yeah, the only concern is they, don't, they won't win enough games. That's my only concern. I think the yeah. Wizards have a, a better squad in terms of winning games and locking up a two seed. And John Wall is a beast. Um, I think this is the season that he could lock up MVP because it's, it feels like, you know, LeBron will take some games off. It's going to be hard to give it to Durant because he plays in Golden State. It's Giannis. Giannis, John Wall. Um, I mean, you're still and, looking at Westbrook. He still did the triple-double. He, um, he, and I feel like for a point guard, you got to do a triple-double to get the MVP now. Because the wall's not outscoring Harden. Yeah, but you don't have to. I mean, if you if you take the Wizards to a two seed, and you, you can't really give it to Russell Westbrook because he has Paul George and Carmelo now. So if he's still going to put up a triple double, he might. He might not. His scoring will be down. John yeah. Wall, I think, will probably average twenty five and maybe eleven this year um, with a lot of steals. I mean, he's on a great team, man. John Wall's a John Wall's a beast. Uh, the only other, and Kawhi Leonard, uh, of course, because Kawhi the, the Spurs only go as far as he goes. Uh, once he's out, they're not very good. No, even though, we saw that. I mean, they're still very good, but they're not good enough to compete with the elite. They're not good enough to compete in the West. They'd be a two seed in the East even without him. They're not yeah. good enough to compete in the West. So, so the question before we move on to combat sports: Who will be the rookie of the year this year? I've said this. For like months, and nobody wanted to hear me. It's like everybody forgot about him, but everybody was on this Lonzo Ball train. It won't be Lonzo Ball. Well, I'll tell you this much: um, Ben Simmons not in the running for my rookie of the year. I don't play sure, that red shirt. Does. I don't play that red shirt garbage. No, he just because I don't care. It's his second year in the league. No, I don't care he if he played play. or not. I don't care. You're not How in the running. Second year if he didn't play a single game because he's not a rookie. He was in the league. Did they pay him? Did they he's pay him? Did he what get that? paid? Did he play? Did he get paid? Did he play? He is not a rookie. He's a second-year play? player. He didn't play. Where did he, he ain't play nowhere. Exactly. Was he in college still? No. Does that was, matter? He was a professional. Yes. You collect the check. You have played a season. I don't care if you never touched the court. That's, You're that not, a You're not a rookie. Not a rookie. Disqualified. He's out of here. Each, look, look. Each year old is a rookie. He's out of here. Each year old is a rookie. He was a Blake. gold man, and that was his first season. What? Each year old, that was his first season. Okay, Blake Griffin he didn't get was hurt. hurt and sit right. down. Blake Griffin was hurt his entire first year. He still was rookie of the year. I didn't count that shit either. I hate that rule. Well, and I don't necessarily fun. like it in baseball because Aaron Judge this year is the MVP of the AL. Yep. But he shouldn't be rookie of the year because I clearly saw him play last year and somewhat stink it up. But you know the rules is the, the at bats. You can't yeah. you can't go against look. But I just ben, hate Simmons the rules. ben Simmons didn't touch an NBA court during the season last year. He got that paid. man will be rookie of the year. He got paid. I, I hate that they're going to give him the trophy. You might be right. Um, man, my rookie of the year, my true rookie of the year, like was in college last year or played somewhere else. I probably it, – it's close. I mean, I think Lonzo's going to shake it off, shake off the funk. I think uh, Smith Jr. is probably better. Dennis Smith Jr. And I think Dennis Smith Jr., I think he'll put up the numbers to probably get outright rookie of the year. If it wasn't for Ben Simmons. I'm just not yep. counting him. I'm, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I think you put his name on the trophy right now, but it shouldn't count. Yeah. And I'm going to go Dennis Smith Jr. probably is my rookie of the year. A true rookie. Ben, and the Knicks ben, are going to kick themselves for not picking him. Yeah, they were dumb for not picking him. Because they did him. it like, again. Dennis Smith's got firepower. That kid can play. But uh, Ben he, Simmons will be rookie of the year. Yeah, this dude like is Baron about to Davis. average. That's what he reminds me of. Dennis Smith Jr.'s Dennis. game reminds me of Baron Davis. And you passed up on him for an unproven foreign kid again. It's like the Knicks never learn. Yeah, Dennis Smith is not Baron Davis, so Baron Davis is out of this world. No. They're both they're pretty good. I mean, they're both pretty athletic. good, but Baron Davis, Baron Davis at UCLA and Baron Davis prior to UCLA, Baron Davis in the league. No, Baron Davis, game. yeah, I mean, he, he I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star at that level, but his game reminds me of Baron Davis-style game, where you've got yeah. that, that strength of that point guard and that explosion where you're, just, you're off the floor quick. It's a little Places, bit yeah. different than he, Russ. He's not as polished as a Russ. 
he plays in a system that they allow him to score too, because yeah. Harrison Barnes can't carry that load. So Dennis Smith will probably be runner up, but it's, it's going to be Ben Simmons. He's like, <laughs> probably be runner up. Easy. I love Ben Simmons. Like I love Ben his Simmons game. has a true a true rookie on his team. Yeah, it's Mark. And we're not Fultz. even going to put faults in the conversation. No, because Ben Simmons will handle the ball more, dude. He's a seven foot point guard. He got a he grew another inch over the summer, and he put on like twenty five pounds. There's in two years he'll be an MVP. If he stays healthy and learns how to shoot the J a little better, he can't stop him going to the rack. He sees the floor better than anybody not named LeBron James. The kid's frightening. Seven feet He's tall. He's going to be good. And I, be. I mean, the process is doing this thing down low. I'm just hoping the kid stays healthy. That's all. You got to play 60 games. Sixers will be a playoff team. Sixers will be trouble for anybody in the playoffs if they can get it together. If Markel Fultz pans out, Sixers will be fun. Yeah, I want to see Sixers Toronto in the playoffs because Toronto always chokes. And I want to see the young kids give them like at least a game seven. Yeah. So let's let's talk about combat. All right, sports. straight into the combat sports. Now that you've ruined the NBA season and rained on the parade of my Yankees, um, you were at a fight yesterday. So we yeah. saw a fight: Tapia versus Rosado. It was on ESPN. It's a card that snuck up on me. I didn't even go because I forgot about it. It's a rivalry week for my high school football team, so I was I got lost in the sauce and forgot all about the fight. And went home, watched it. Turned out to be a good one. Gabe Rosado got a win. He's always tough. You know, either he's taking a beating or this time he's giving the beat. But he, he's that hard-nosed style fighter. And these are two fighters I've said before should probably be done because they take insane amounts of punishment. Rosado can still fight. It's going to yeah, be ugly at Rosado. the end of the road. He takes punishment. When he goes up to the, those elite fights, he takes a beating. Yeah, well, I mean, Rosado's a tough guy. You know, he... he uh... It's not the same comparison, but he reminds me sort of William Joppy. William Joppy was a guy that Bernard Hopkins, Tito Trinidad, like everybody beat up before they went to the up to the uh, the topest level. Uh, but Rosado looked great. Glenn Tapia hasn't been the same since James Kirkland beat the brakes off of him and the referee <laughs> did not stop that fight. Tapia's lost four in a row, three by knockout. And he was a prospect when I was living in New York and you know, working at BET. Like Tapia was a top guy that they were trying to put out there. When I saw him get the Kirkland fight, I was like, why are they doing this to him? He wasn't ready. And he got... Never, Never be the same again. It's time to call it a day. He shouldn't be fighting anymore. You say that a lot about a lot of guys, though. And that lo- one, no. Lo and Glenn behold. Tapia, he shouldn't be fighting. It's clear <laughs> he shouldn't be. Like, he got mauled by, by Rosado last night. It, it, was, it was ugly. Um, Rosado was landing the straight right at will. Um, and this is Gabe Rosado. This is not a guy who's like a heavy puncher, but he made he was looked like a world beater against uh, Glenn Tapia. Glenn well, Tapia's aggression was there. And he, yeah. he feared nothing coming back. So Tapia is washed. So get that guy out of here. Um, we had another good card last weekend. Uh, really, it was headlined by Landy Lara, who's a great champion, but boring. Damn near got booed out the building. The real yeah. star was Charlo, and the Charlo boys are no joke. And we what see the another hell? Knockout. It was, These guys are murdering people. They're getting better at a crazy rate because they were yeah. always good. And especially the, the lesser Charlo. At 154 now, you know, his brother's not there. He's looking good. And I'm like, yo, where did this come from? Those guys are tough, man. I mean, Erickson Lubin was way in over his head. He's a young talent. I don't know if he'll come back from this. I think they threw him to the Wolves too early. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he got hit with a one-hitter quitter. Fell awkwardly. He was done. Tried to get up. Didn't know inside punch. Boom. Look, the Charlos at 154 and 160 are trouble for everybody. Um and I, and I literally mean everybody. I, I mean Arisandi Lara at 154, trouble. I mean that for Canelo at 160, trouble. I even mean that for Canelo. This, I mean for Triple G, this might be trouble. Um, Jamel and Jamal are two tough guys, and I like watching them fight. The other guy I like watching is uh, is uh, 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 Aaron Hur- uh, Hurd. Jared Hurd against uh, Austin Trout was actually a really good fight. That was. Um, I'm not mad Jared at Austin got- Trout still, though. No, he's he's a very serviceable guy. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a tough customer. See, he's uh, the he gave, gatekeeper that doesn't need to retire. Like right. that, that's still the guy that'll give you a good fight. He take, it's still back and forth. It's competitive, and if you beat him, you know you've been in for it, and you're ready for the next level. Yeah, Hurd was you know he was losing early. He had to fight his way back into the fight. He kind of looked like he was out of sorts in a, in a way because Austin Trout was using his jab, giving him a lot of movement, giving him a lot of looks that Hurd hadn't really seen. But Hurd just kept stalking him. And, and got what he needed to do and, and got the job done and finished him. Um, it's a big name there. You know, Jared Hurd is somebody else to, to, to look at in that division. I mean, he beat Tony Harrison. So 
That the whole the, the division is just shaping up really well. One fifty four is looking very fun. It's you still just got weird Blue to Blue have Canelo like up here, looking yeah. down at all the true prospects, right? Because even Triple G during his run ran through the top prospects. Yeah, well, and you know I mean, he ran through the top fighters in the division. Maybe what Billy Joe Saunders? I mean, did, you you can name maybe one guy he didn't really go to. Outside of yeah. that, it's just you know now there's new blood. In going into the 160 and 154, but Canelo hasn't touched any of them. 154 no. or 160. He he's, we talk about McGregor all the time, and McGregor's fast track and like, yo, he's a champion. He hasn't beat anyone. Canelo took a crazier path than that. Floyd is yeah. his only tough fight. Yeah, he I mean, he was he's been booked. Uh, I don't want to say soft, but he's been booked with names rather than opponents. So it was like Cotto, Kirkland, people that people recognize we're like oh let's he'll fight him and, and get his gave him that yeah initial boost the, his mainstream clout was was going up but uh in terms of true challenges he didn't have one until he fought triple g really i mean he fought trout and the, and the trout fight was tough but uh aside Lowry from that fight yeah was right. tough, but people thought he lost the Lauer fight Lara fight was tough. So, I mean, it's not as easy. Now that you mentioned it, it's not as easy as it sounds. He's had some tough guys. He's, it's Who not has like the tougher road, him or McGregor? Canelo. McGregor's had a pretty wow. easy road. I mean, I mean, the it, Triple G fight helps a lot now. And, and getting a draw yeah. for that, which is bullshit. But yeah, but I mean, you know, McGregor, McGregor didn't fight Holloway again. He didn't fight Frankie Edgar to get the title. Uh, he, fought he fought Eddie fought Alvarez. Holloway. So the Holloway well, win is Holloway. on the record. Doesn't yeah, matter. It's Holloway on the record. Doesn't matter. It's <laughs> 21. Like, let's be honest. If they fight again, is that the same fight? It's not the same fight. I think it's Max the exact same a com- fight. Max Holloway is a completely different fighter. I think than Connor he- dominates him on the feet but can't finish him. I think it's the exact same fight. I, I disagree 100%. Max Holloway's a lot tough. He's a lot better. Dude was like 20 when he fought Connor. Correct. And he didn't go down. He didn't get knocked out. That, that's oh, but he's got a, that is he got a, a great lot better. Hit. Yeah, you're looking at so it. You're looking at a Max, but you're looking at a Max Holloway who lost to Dustin Poirier. You're looking at a Max Holloway who ransacked Jose Aldo. There was no one punch knockout here. He ran him over. No, yeah, like, yeah. So it's a different fight. I think I'm not Connor does the same to Aldo. If that shit would have went longer than one punch. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it would have been the same type of fight. I mean, we always the question about Connor. Yeah. The question is his cardio, and that, that's all there is. And if he fights Tony Ferguson, he can't knock out Tony Ferguson. What happens after two and a half rounds? Yeah, it's always a question. Because yeah, Tony will choke your ass out. Yeah. So so I think he knocks Tony out in the first two rounds. Yeah, Tony's hands. I mean, he, he gets hit with too much shit. And Kevin Lee was hitting him with shots. He doesn't survive the same shots that Connor will land. I think Connor ransacks Tony. We're just watching. Kevin get Tony down and pummel him. I was like, fuck. Like if if Khabib Khabib will be able to do that five rounds. There's no staff infection there. But I don't know if Khabib can make the weights though. Khabib says the he problem, can. The problem with Khabib is his stand up. Remember, Michael Johnson was lighting him up for you. He got him on the ground, and just mauled him. Yeah, but he gets everyone on the ground. So how much of a problem is it? It's it's a problem if somebody can strike. I'm not saying Tony Ferguson's the guy, but maybe Connor's the guy who makes sure that Khabib doesn't get to him. So it's it's. But once Khabib gets his hands on you, it's over. Yeah, anyway. and that, that Connor Chad Mendez fight is still somewhere back here. Yeah, so uh, we we just got on MMA. <laughs> just we're all over the place today. This is what happens when we don't got to run down. So we were talking about the middleweight division. We're talking about Charlos. We got through that fight. Lara, where does he fit in the puzzle? Because he's a, he, nobody wants to watch him fight. But arguably, he's the second best fighter in that division. Well, 154, yeah. Um, he could fight a Charlo. He could, he could fight the younger, well, the younger Charlo. He could fight the smaller Charlo. He could fight, uh, I mean, maybe Jared Hurd fights him. Somebody's got to fight Lara because he's so good, but he's so boring. So it's like nobody wants to watch him, but one of these 150, I mean, you know, there's Buku Andrade. beat him, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that could fight him. So he still has a lot of opportunities to fight and make some money. It just comes to a point if he keeps winning and looking terribly, he turns to Guillermo Rigondeaux when nobody really wants to see you unless you're against the elite. So it becomes tough for him. But since we were drifting over to UFC and everything else, and our boxing talk is pretty much done because they have nothing coming up, so we get to hit the brakes on that. It seems as though people just get popped for drugs all the time. We didn't even, what, someone else got popped, another heavyweight, right? Who are you talking about? The MMA? UFC? You, no, in uh, boxing. Anthony Joshua lost the fight. 
Like, his fight is done, right? Nah, he's still booked. He's fighting next week. I thought his opponent was out. I didn't even know they got him a replacement. Yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be fighting. Oh, well, nothing to see there. So, <laughs> boxing is, you know, still up in the air. So, UFC is trying to get the momentum back. GSP and Bisping seems like they've been everywhere. Bisping with his patent trash talk. Uh, yeah, is it doing anything for you? Where where do we stand no. on it? Like, I feel like there's no buzz around it, and they're trying. They're trying really hard. They're trying I, harder than they do for most cards. Yeah, I legit don't care. I mean, I just want to see the fight. Um, Bisping's trash talking. A lot. I know a lot of people love it, but it feels very manufactured and not genuine. Really, um, he just seems like to, a dope drunk guy. Like he seems like the drug Irish guy. It just feels like to me, in the sense that there's no real dislike with George. I just think he's trying to sell a fight, and it's very transparent. And because of that, because George doesn't necessarily engage, um, it just it feels very stiff. It doesn't feel like Connor and uh, you know anybody for that matter. It, it just doesn't feel like you know Cody and TJ, where there's like legit heat. It's like Michael's trying to make this a rivalry, and it's not really a rivalry. It's, it's a fight between two guys who probably never should have fought, but they're gonna <laughs> fight anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I don't like this is one of the few times where I say I do not care about the build up to this fight. I just want to see the fight itself. But see, I don't think like a guy like Cody and especially TJ are at the point where they're ready to carry that. That, yo, okay, we got the real heat. Put the card on our back. We'll sell it. No, but I don't think I I honestly don't think George and Bisping are doing anything to sell the fight. I think people are going to buy that fight. We're already going to buy that fight. I don't think anything Bisping can do is going to make somebody sitting at home say, I need to watch this fight. I saw George curse for the first time in my life. I mean, it gets under his skin. It just doesn't again. It just doesn't feel genuine. It just doesn't feel like Cormier, John Jones. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like there's real heat. It feels like Bisping's trying to sell a fight. Yeah. And I, that's, I don't want things to look like you're trying to sell me a fight. No, nah, they're going to hug it out after. Because, yeah, it's definitely not real. It's one of those fights. Yeah. Um, but the UFC card, the New York card, is a couple weeks away. We'll talk about that next week as it approaches. Shit, it's two weeks away. Yeah, we got so two next, weeks. So next week, we got to preview it. So that that's quick. This week, we have Donald Cerrone versus Darren Till. It feels like Cerrone fights every other day. He's approaching the record for most wins in UFC history, um, which Bisping currently holds. I can't believe that shit either. Um, he's just a product of longevity. Like, sooner or later, you yeah. fight 20 times in UFC, you'll probably be a champion. Yeah, uh, of course. Cerrone just, you know, missed out on his little opportunities. But this is a fight night card. It's one of those cards where I look at it and I say, man, when we talk about cards being unnecessary and what's hurting the UFC, this is it. Because a lot of these people could be on another card. They can round out that New York card. And it'd be yeah, but, stacked top to bottom. Like, this is an unnecessary card. Well, here's the, here's the flip side of that. Is anybody on this card going to go on the New York card and sell any more pay-per-views? No. They'll just make it more Who cares? entertaining. Like, Artem Lobov versus Andre Feely. That's a card that should probably be on something. Uh, Smiling Sam Alvey. Is funny and entertaining. Didn't make weight. Yeah, it's true. But he should be on a... Well, you don't know that going in. That oh, should yeah. be on a New York card. Um, Carolina. Like, why Why isn't she on the New York card? Like, I understand. She, she's stuck in that weird spot. Well, I mean... Where Yolanda just waxed. You know, you can't do shit else. You do realize this is in Poland. So this is all a bunch of people there in Europe. Darren Till, Caroline Kowakiewicz, yeah. Jan Blakowicz, uh but the New York, I feel like these are the same people who would do okay in the New York community. Like, that you push to the Polish in New York. Like, you do Joanna and all But stuff. again... It's just an unnecessary card. I understand it. It's just unnecessary. It's just... But to put them on New York is just a waste of time. Because you put them there, and then you're pushing somebody else off, and all you do is you have a card that is already going to sell what it's going to sell. At least with this, Dale Cerrone will get the headline against Darren Till. Um, and it'll probably be a, a, a stacked house... In, in, in uh, was it the Ergo Arena in Poland? Yeah. At, this, uh, at this point, they're just going for the gate. And yeah, the Ergo Arena. So. Every week, they just go for the gate. They say we're not paying these guys nothing anyway. Yeah, so just the gate will cover more than enough it takes to pay all the fighters on this card, and we're just taking overhead on these I, I don't, fights. I don't necessarily mind this card because I don't see where anybody else can go. So 
I'm fine with this. And, and Cerrone and Till, which is I'm actually very surprised at this, the headlining. Uh, well, I'm surprised that Darren Till got this fight. Um, I think it's way too soon for him. I think he's going to get murdered. But uh, good for him, I guess. I mean, better now than later, right? I mean, might as well go ahead and fa- face a former uh, top contender now. But, yeah, Till has it. Here's the thing about Till. He hasn't fought a guy who's fought a guy who's in the top 15. And he's getting Donald Cerrone. <laughs> he hasn't fought a guy that's fought a guy that's in the top 15. Yeah. That's like, I was going through it. I was doing my betting show the other day, and I was looking. I was doing the odds because Darren Till's only like a plus 130, which is insane to me. And I was like, well, what has he done? And I looked at, I've, you know, I've watched his fights. I think he's a great fighter. But I was like, well, who has he fought? And I ran through the guys that he fought. And I was like, well, who have they fought? None of them have fought anybody <laughs> in the top 15. So I, I just don't see how this guy is. Whatever. I mean, I just he's got to deal with a high volume striker with a gr- excellent get ground game. I don't see Darren Till winning this fight. Um, too bad for you guys in Poland because he's going to get murdered. I might drop I- the parlay on this this weekend. By the way, to really? hit the, yeah, yeah, man. I'm feeling Cerrone, the two favorites. Cerrone, I'm go all favorites, but it's parlay, so I'm cashing out anyway. But Cerrone, Carolina, and Blakovich by decision. Because I'm going to lose that fight. What? He's going to lose the fight. Devin Clark's going to beat him. Trust me when I tell you this. <laughs> oh, Blankovich is not that good. Card. Yeah, I'm, I'm blowing it now for you. Don't bet that fight. If you're going to put it on the parlay. By decision? No. Mm-mm. He doesn't he get knocked fight. out often. He's fought some no. other fighters. He doesn't get knocked out. Clark will win this fight. Um, I stay away from Blackwich. I don't. I would never bet him. He's not that good. He's not Damn. even funny. You just ruined my whole joint. Hey, I'm here to ruin dreams. Good, I mean, he's young. He's, he's better like, than Blackwich. Trust and believe. <laughs> Damn that light heavyweight division! It's how you ruin ruin my hopes on the parlay. Don't bet Sorry. on light heavyweight. Stay away from it. Um, yeah, yeah. And also, that's the card. Those are the three people I think are winning. But outside of that, it's you know, it's just a little something to wet your whistle and get ready for the next UFC pay per view. Which which is really yeah. the, the main thing. December I think has a little bit better cards. Yo, that two eighteen card is loaded. Loaded, I, but there's whoop. a there's a card right before then. That's crazy too. It was like yeah. the week after, week before. I don't know. Then there's um, shit. The tough finale yeah, is going on too. And this but, season's like uh, it's pretty much who's waiting for Joanna to beat them. Pretty much. So it's so. it's it's weird, but. It's going to be a crazy month of December for the UFC. Just fingers crossed for no injuries, no weight cutting issues, no staff, no none of the dumb shit. So we can actually have a nice full card. Um, that means it's time for pro wrestling. My favorite. Oh, man. It's just time for <laughs> you to make everyone cry. Uh, first off, talking about infections, rumors have it that there's an infection going around WWE. Meningitis of what they are saying. Yes, and it's the meninges. Yeah, it's affecting everybody allegedly. Might affect the TLC card this weekend. Which I don't means know. that it could break your heart because you wouldn't get to see Bray Wyatt as Sister Abigail versus Finn Balor as Orange Finn Balor, which is, is ten times as deadly. This is so stupid. You don't Can like we, Pumpkin Balor? Pumpkin Spice like, Balor is fire, though. The this, makeup is cool. Look, this feud is so stupid. Like, I said in our group chat, the only person that works with Magic is The Undertaker. Like, Magic and the Undead, it's only Undertaker. Boogeyman didn't do well with that shit. Like, Bray's been okay. Bray was better before the Magic. But here's a crazy Southern guy. He just doesn't, he doesn't win. Like, if you're using all these, this Magic and Voodoo and, and you yeah. don't win, it's what's the point? That's what it is. It's it's trash is what it really Bray, is. Oh, you know his entrance in New Orleans is going to be dope again. It's trash. Like this feud is trash. Finn Balor dressing up as Finn Balor. Like these are two guys dressing up for Halloween having a wrestling match. There is really nothing else to this match because Finn Balor doesn't do anything different as a demon. He's pretty much the same guy who uh, he wrestles has... a bit faster. No, he doesn't. He's the same guy. He's a tiny more aggressive, tiny bit what, more aggressive. What's Bray? What's Bray going to do? Nothing. He's yeah. going to look different. He's going to lose as a woman. I'm cool. I'm like, I hate this feud. As, I, I just hope like Sister Abigail materializes as a real person, looks like the chick from the ring, scares the I shit have... out of Balor, and Balor loses, or maybe there's disqualification. Maybe None of that's going to happen. Smackdown, the Wyatt family boys had a good promo this week. 
They just gotta get rid of them damn hammers. I like That's the right. hammers. Dude, this is not oh my god. What's wrong is, with the hammers? This isn't Thor. Like, like cut it out. It's not supposed to be Thor. Because they're not gonna use what's the point of having them? What's the point of having them? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not Triple H's sledgehammer, but it, it still looks cool. Like, to just come out and then you just throw the fucking hammer to the side. You don't need to use everything that you come to the ring with. For them to have that costume shit on, I would I would need them to hit somebody with it. And they're not going to, so I'm, it looks stupid. Uh, the problem <laughs> is great. The promo was great, but and I, I've always loved Rowan and Harper as a tag team. I think they're excellent tag team. I'm so I'm glad they, they decided to put them back together. Yeah, I hope they have a great push on SmackDown, but this whole sledgehammer, giant sledgehammer, mallet type shit just looks dumb. They can get rid of it. Cause they, oh, what are they going to do, carry them to the ring every time? Yes. And then put them, and then put them what, on the side? Did you not them? like the Legion of Doom spikes? Like, what the hell is your problem? They never wrestled in the spikes. You might be like, oh, my God. Ridiculous. The spikes looked intimidating. These hammers look silly. <laughs> they look silly, dude. They look silly. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't like the hammers at all. I love them as a tag team. Don't like the hammers at all. Spiked football pads, fine. Yes. Hammers that look like you're about to crush someone's were, head they over were the rock. Road warrior. It was the Looks 80s. Stupid. They were. They were the road warriors. They wore spikes. Mad Max, you know, like Terradome, like that was the look they were going for. Like same with Demolition. They had the look from. The knockoff Road Warriors. It was the whole Mad Max Terradome thing. They were this kind of BDSM. I don't, know what, I don't know what this is. I don't know what these hammers they're are They're big hammer-wielding guys. Like, they're going to squash heads like melons. But they're not going to. That's my point. They're never going to use those in a match. And the day that they do, somebody should die. <laughs> they need to go back with Wyatt. Yeah. Oh, you're the eternal pessimist. Atreus <laughs> <laughs> isn't happy with anything. No, no I love Vince can do team. no right. Yes, he's, he's, he could do a few things right, but them those hammers are dumb. <laughs> All right, listen, listen, man, we got to go to TLC before you just crush everyone on the roster. Sure, um, I'm not even going to talk about the Neville shit. Neville walking out. Oh no, you, you want to save that because I don't know. I mean, it's unfortunate, man. You find out Austin Aries is making more money on the indie scene than you did in the WWE. Yeah, it's time to go. Yeah, once again, it's we don't got enough time. I'll just I'll just tell the people the group chat. Andreas turned the group chat against me, like always. They agreed. No, it was a statement. This is what always happens, people. I'm gonna break it down to you. See, we don't even got time. I I put out a tiny statement, which is neither fact. No, I mean it's you know a. Uh, I would like to say it's a, a small opinion, just, you know, supposed to be wavering. Just here. I'm just dropped this here. Continue the conversation. And Dre will fly in out of nowhere. He'll just be chilling. I swear he'll be doing whatever he is. He sees my little ass comment and he flies into the group chat. And he's like, oh, <laughs> Kel said this. He's like, and then he's just like, well, explain that. And then this shit snowballs on me. So, <laughs> you say dumb shit. <laughs> I don't. It was something so small. Like, yo, I, I was like... You like, were excited about Ricochet, Ricochet coming to WWE. I just want to see Ricochet in the WWE. That was my only statement, people. I said, you know what? Someone mentioned Lucha Underground and how it might be the last episode this week. And I was like, good. I want to see Ricochet in the WWE. And no one else said shit about this for like three minutes. <laughs> and they even commented on Lucha Underground like two more times. And Dre just swooped in. Whoo! Ricochet in the WWE, you crazy. And then boom, and it just snowballed. And it was a two-hour conversation. I'm trying to pick out a steakhouse to eat at night. And I'm looking through my Yelp. And Dre's like just, oh, look it. We made Kel go get a steak to comfort himself. (laughs) (laughs) It snowballed so crazy on me. And there's nothing wrong with saying we want to see Ricochet in the WWE. It's not yeah. like he's the king of New Japan. He's not Shinsuke. It's not like they can ruin him. He's not doing anything anywhere else. He's a tag team guy. I just Dude. want to see him in the WWE doing flippy shit. What's wrong we, with that? Because he won't do flippy shit. We'll, we'll table it till next week because I have a whole <laughs> thing about guys that I don't need to see in the WWE. There's Ricochet. a list. There's a, list there's a whole guys. bunch of them. Like, I don't want to see the Bucks. I'm, I'm, there's I'm a lot of guys the Bucks I don't want to see. WWE. No. I, don't. I, I used to, but no, I'm done. So we'll table that whole conversation. Let's talk TLC. We got about ten minutes left. Yeah, TLC. Let's go down the card. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox. Why is this happening? I don't know. I might get a Foxy shirt though. She got merch. First time ever. Christ. Support the uh, cause. Yes. 
Uh, you know, everybody feels like Sasha should win this match, so I'll just say Sasha. I feel win. either uh, it's happening because Nia Jax either walked out or caught the meninges, the meningitis. So yeah. I, I, either or, she she's out of here. So Alicia Fox gets some shine. Then we have uh, Sasha's going to win. Yet. Alicia's yeah. not winning. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. Um, it'll be Alexa. Uh, Mickey's just the old seasoned veteran. It's, you know what's really weird about this? And really quick, Alexa whole whole thing about Mickey James is that she's old. Yeah. Mickey James is only two years older than Oscar. So do we just do we just ignore the Oscar's Oscar? 30, 36 or really? thirty five or thirty six? Yes. Damn. Oscar's old. old. I did not know she was that old. Yeah, Oscar's older. So Mickey James is thirty eight, um, and. It's weird. I mean, I get it. I get why they're doing it to create heat. I just think it's kind of weird. Like AJ Styles is 39. Most of these wrestlers don't really get into their groove until their mid to late 30s. Um, you haven't seen too many guys that really peaked in their early 20s. It just no, doesn't but now happen. you got to make it there. Now that's the problem. Yeah. With so, the indie style, now you got to make it there. That's something else yeah. we talked about in group chat. Like, shit ain't built no more to make it to 35, 36. No, not the way these some of these guys are wrestling. But anyway, I feel like Alexa should win this match. Um, Mickey James is just going to give her a good match. I think that's what's going to happen. Mickey will yeah. give her a good match. That's about it. A lot of women's matches on this thing. And then yeah. we have Oscar versus Emma. Murder. This should be – oh, my no God. No offense for Emma. None. None this should all. be this should be Oscar just brutalizing Emma for <laughs> maybe five, maybe four minutes, four minutes of, of just brutal She's offense. She's going to come out Emma. like Lesnar. Dude. That's it. I've been watching like old Oscar stuff just randomly. Man, she's so dope. She might be one of my favorite women wrestlers I've ever seen. Like she is her entrance, her charisma, her offense. We like, were talking about who yeah. can pull off that Mighty Mouse submission in real life. Oscar can do it. Yeah, Oscar could. She's man, she's really good. Um, she but is. yeah, she's gonna she's gonna murder Emma. It's funny because when they had that that uh, what was it that fatal five way to see who's gonna wrestle Oscar, I'm like, why would any of you want to get murdered by Oscar? <laughs> good for you, Emma. I thought it was gonna be Dana Brooke that was gonna get the murder call, but it's Emma. Oh, Even well. Dana's not deserving of being murdered by Oscar. Nah. Um, who else do we have? Kalisto versus Enzo Amore. Enzo'll Enzo get his belt winning. back. <laughs> yeah, he'll get his belt back. He's, He's got a division. crew now, which is weird. Um, you know, he's got Drew Gulak and a few other guys in his little crew. After you just ran down the entire 205 Live, now you got guys on your side. I thought, I don't know. I don't like 205 Live. I, just think I like stupid. 205 Live. Uh, Cedric but, Alexander and, had one hell of a match on Raw. Cedric has tons of great matches. but Him and Gallagher? That was good. That was a good match. But, uh, yeah, Enzo should get the title back. I feel like the brand is only going to be as good as their champion is. And even though Kalisto is a talented wrestler – um enzo's got to carry that brand unfortunately because he can't wrestle nowhere near as good as half of the guys on this roster but he's the most over guy there it's true i mean we've been calling for Kalisto to hold that strap for a while it's just a yeah. long time to do it mm -hmm. him beating heel neville would have been fine that would have been a few we could have had for four months enzo's over in a whole different way like yep. you really can't beat enzo <laughs> like it, it's just the fact that neville walk out if he wants but as soon as Neville get, as soon as Enzo gets the strap and what he does best is talk, and it's something no one else in that division can do. Yep. So everyone's a high flyer. Everyone's a great wrestler in the division. Everyone's from the Indies. Everyone's technical. Enzo does the one thing none of y'all can do. So it's hard to take the belt off. <laughs> so yep. it's just how it comes down to it. Um, talk about two or five lights. Cedric, Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan versus Brian Kendrick and Gentleman Jack Gallagher. This is not a good pay-per-view, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I like a lot of shit. This is not a good pay-per-view. Run it down this. Oh, whew, buddy. Yeah, this isn't um, good. This is going to be a long watch. I'm going with Cedric. No, Cedric got to lose, right? Because they look strong on Raw. Yeah. Gallagher is winning. Kendrick, I don't know why Kendrick and Swan are even in this, but all right. Yeah, I feel the same way. Kendrick and Gallagher should, should win this. Um, probably get the pin on Rich Swan. So hard to believe. Rich Swan is a former Cruiserweight champion. Totally forgot he won the title. <laughs> I mean, um, he carried it for a second. He's doing his thing. You know, he still puts on good matches. On him, 205 TJP. Live, TJP has really gone backwards. But on 205 Live, Rich Swan really still does put on good matches. Yeah, I believe it. It's just weird that, you know, he's a former champion. It feels like 205 Live hasn't been around that long. And they've run through a bunch of different people so they landed on Neville. But 
Yeah, Kendrick and Gallagher should win this. Oh man, we don't even have the Good Brothers on this. No, and, and their new their new uh, bandmates, Elias Sampson. Or it's nope, just, nope, just nope. Elias. We just got to walk with Elias now. One one word. <laughs> um, okay, they're not on here. Odd. So then we have the Demon versus Sister Abigail, not Bray Wyatt versus Finn. The Demon versus Sister Abigail. I know you hate them. Just pegging him as the demon in the lead up. I hate everything about this. And I hate <laughs> the fact that one of them has to lose because they both need all, wins. Yes. Like the demon <laughs> can't lose. Yeah. The, the whole concept of Finn Balor becoming the demon because coining him the demon has just made this utterly ridiculous. But if he loses, then it takes the allure of him being the demon away. As for sister, so it's got to be some kind of DQ finish or something to, to protect them both, I figure. Because um, I figure you have to protect Sister Abigail as well. Uh, whatever. This is fucking stupid. I can't even <laughs> talk about this. This is a trick-or-treat match. Um, Only thing I wanted to see, it would have been so much better if they would have let Finn walk on to the next feud, right? And then have, I just want to see the Awoken Matt Hardy versus Sister Abigail. This would have been tailor-made for them. Because you could put this in the, in the compound and do all that shit. That would have been funny. That would have been fun. Yeah. Give me so Sister Abigail versus Awoken Matt Hardy, and we're good to go. Senor Benjamin's back. Yo, we would have been, been in. This isn't yeah. the right one. The only way no. this works is if all this shit happens, Finn is about to win again, and Samoa Joe comes out and chokes him the fuck out as the demon. And, That's Samoa, what and Samoa Joe just says, I'm not scared of demons. And Samoa Joe just wrecks shit. Setting up yeah. the feud with Finn. So, yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be some kind of schmoz, some kind of non-finish here. Um, it has I, to be. Th- if, these guys can't lose. If Bray Wyatt is back for the meningitis. Yeah. Because we'll if see. not, it's just going to be a promo. Yep. And we'll get the match on Raw. In the main event, since we got five minutes, we have The Shield. Come on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll put the fist out. Bring the, the Shield is back. Dre is not as hype as everyone else. He is just a Debbie Downer. Um, versus Braun Strowman, The Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, and the secret entrant, the fifth man, Kane. <laughs> it's no, Halloween. This... You can't bring... Listen, the man's running for Congress or some shit. Let him get one. He just wants one match. And it's Look, Demon Kane. It's not Corporate Kane. That's true. Um, I don't know what to say about this match. I think it's going to be a fun match. I just, I really don't like this five on three. I think it's, it, it kind of, where do you go after five on three? That's five my on question. Five Survivor Series. Yeah, but if if the Shield beats them, which everybody fully expects to happen, why do they need two more members? I mean, Braun Strowman's a wild card, so the Shield could Braun, lose. They could, but you, everybody expects Kane to take the pinfall here. That's what yeah. everybody expects. No, yeah, I definitely uh, expect that. But Strowman could beat them. Like, I don't know what the hell happened. Well, Bo Dallas, I guess, went down with the, the meningitis first. So that explains his hiatus. But then we have the other Miz Taraj dude. I don't even fucking remember his name. He's not in the match. Curtis Axel's not Curtis in the match. Curtis Axel, but he can interfere. So now it's three on six. Or maybe Curtis Axel just fed up. And the five is the Shield, Curtis Axel, and Bo Dallas. You can't put Curtis Axel in there. And Bo Dallas. It's elimination at Survivor Series. Shield, Look, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and say, Miz, no. you deserted us. The hell with you. No, there's nothing fun about that. Look, <laughs> Somebody got to get eliminated on the Shield side, and it ain't them. Yeah, it's, I don't, like, the Shield is a group. I get why they're doing it. Once again, I get it. They're giving Roman Reigns some, some baby face cheers and... They need to do something. They've done a great job of keeping us interested in some of these programs. It's just this. It's five on three. I don't understand why we're doing. It's a TLC match with five on three. And Strowman's one of the five. Like, in real life, the Shield should lose. Like, Strowman should beat Dean Ambrose. Like, that's how this shit should end. But it's not. I have a feeling that it's going to be Kane taking the pin from Roman Reigns that's getting speared and powerbombed or some shit. I don't don't know how the Shield wins, but I feel like they can't lose their first time getting back together. Am yeah, I wrong? No, they can't lose clean. It's it's weird. I don't know. I don't know how they're booking any of this paper. It's not a good paper. I'm just no, like, it's not. It's just not good. The quality is very poor. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. I don't know how they save it. 
Um, we're both going to be surprised. That's what it comes down yeah. to. Shit, going to surprise all of us. And that might be a good thing. Who knows? Um, so that's what we have on the podcast. Dre left on a very down downer note. <laughs> he, he doesn't like anything. He doesn't believe in the shield right now. Um, before we go, though, you got to let people know where to cop the shirts. People, the shirts are here. Oh, yeah, and they're moving, too. Uh, we sold out of uh, our first two loads, so we had to re-up. Um, so Fresh Mint, P-H-R-E-S-H-M-Y-N-T. If you don't even know what the shirt is, I can't. I don't feel like going through the saying right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, just the Y'all Mad shirt. Um, <laughs> Check the, the tweets. The video, video we dropped, we had Ninth and One to do the, the music to it. Um, Freestyle and, you know, coming soon. Not really. but uh, <laughs> You got some got, bars there. We got a whole other phase of it coming out. Um that'll carry over into december january but get them while they're hot freshman.com and get y'all mad shirt um because we're sick of the bullshit i'm gonna buy my white one this week when i get paid uh got the black one cop the white one support the movement i'm gonna need that hoodie super super early though the the bootleggers got the hoodies we can't let the bootleggers win we need the hoodies yeah, well, we're gonna figure that out. We yeah. got, we've had a lot of requests for different colors. Um, yeah. We're thinking about doing a limited edition with foil lettering. So, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they're moving. They moved really quick. We sold out day one. We we had to re up quick. So get them while they're hot. I don't know how long we're gonna keep them, but as long as people are supporting the movement and have something to say, if you can't say it out loud, wear it on your chest and start a conversation with somebody who doesn't understand our struggle. So, there it is. I'm gonna have to Photoshop one of them on Kevin Hart. With say it on, say it with your chest. <laughs> now nah, that's the podcast for today. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at the Corner LSN on all platforms. Me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale. You might be able to also find him at Old Man Andreas. You know, it's up in the air. I believe you might have that handle as well. Check that out on social media. If not, I'm snatching that before the end of this episode. See you guys next week. We'll recap TLC. He'll probably be angry. We'll be preparing for UFC fights coming up. Until then, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.